Our theme this month is mindfulness. And it's an interesting theme in that I think we humans are actually way more wired to be distracted than we are to be mindful. And I see an evolutionary advantage to that. From a survival point of view, it was important to be attentive to your environment as there could be something that was either an opportunity or a threat. We are pre-wired to notice other things and can't switch off our attentiveness to the environment. Distraction isn't necessarily bad unless, of course, you are distracted, you are so distracted that you cannot find any focus at all. And so mindfulness is the practice of paying attention to what you are doing or to how you are being. More than likely, it is not something you fall into, which is really too bad. I don't seem to need to have a practice of distractedness. That, that seems to come naturally. I don't seem to have, need to have a practice of being cranky or frustrated. It comes naturally. But being mindful for me and for many is a practice that needs to have intentionality about it. Mindfulness means maintaining a moment-by-moment -moment awareness of our thoughts and feelings, bodily sensations, surrounding environment through a gentle, nurturing lens. So you could clean up after dinner in a way that is harried and hurried, and you can get the job done, but you might end up feeling frustrated that no one seemed to enjoy the food you made, or cranky that you had to clean up when what you really wanted to do was go watch your favorite TV show. Or you could pay attention to the smell of the food as you clean up, the temperature of the water as you rinse something off. You could remember that that is your favorite coffee mug that your grandmother gave you. You could be thankful for a body that works well enough that you can clean up after dinner. And then you can go watch your favorite TV show. That's a pretty simple explanation of mindfulness. But it doesn't really get at why should we practice mindfulness. Have you ever looked after a small child? If you were like me, you spent a lot of time telling that child to pay attention. We have a Christmas video of my family opening presents. And there is me off stage continually saying one child's name over and over again. <laughs> that child was paying attention to something, right? The irony is that children are always paying attention. They are always paying attention. Just not to the things we big people want them to be paying attention to. In some ways, I think children are some of the most mindful people I know of. Paying attention to what you're doing means you might be a little safer. If you're running a power tool or mowing the lawn, you might want to be paying attention. If you're chopping an onion, you might want to be paying attention. And mindfulness is more than paying attention. Mindfulness is not new. I don't think Thoreau would have taken a year to live in the woods at Walden Pond if being mindful was an easy thing to do. We like to think that somehow in this modern era, we have cornered the market on distraction. We may have more things to distract us than our grandparents 
but I think mostly we have different things to distract us. We like to think that mindfulness takes time, and so we can't do it. And I know that I might be preaching to myself here. <laughs> I struggle with staying in the moment and being mindful. I have a mind that loves to consider all the possibilities, all the complexities. I have a mind that would like to run at the speed of a racehorse, but even racehorses need a rest. Because mindfulness does not come naturally to us, it can feel like it takes time. And the phrase, take the time to me, implies that I am taking the time from something else. Like, I should be writing my board report, but instead I'm taking time to spend it on being mindful. We think of time as something finite or concrete, something that can be saved or spent or created, and that is false. Time moves on at its pace, independent of us. We cannot stop it, move it, create it, destroy it. As far as science can tell at this point in time, at this point, the time we live in really travels only in one direction. And maybe that's why we talk about spending it or wasting it. Once the now is past, it feels as if we have given it away. However, we can be aware of it. Being mindful while I walk the dog takes no more time than simply walking the dog. And I might use my time more efficiently uh, if I'm mindful because I'm not looking at my phone while walking the dog. I'm less likely to trip or get lost or notice, <clears throat> or notice that the dog is now off his leash. <laughs> Practicing mindfulness takes effort and I think that is what people really mean when they say they do not have the time for it. I once read a book entitled, Why We Can Find Our Way to the Moon But Get Lost in the Mall. <laughs> I read it because I have a horrible sense of direction. I'm the one who's always getting lost in the mall. Uh, those folks who can find their way easily completely mystify me, and I'm married to one of them. I don't understand it at all. I'm always turning the wrong way in the mall. Guaranteed, if I think I should turn right, I really should just turn left. And evidently, there's a trick that I never learned or used. When you go into a store, if you look to the right or the left and remember the stores that are next to the store you're going into, when you come out of the store, you'll actually know which way to turn. Who knew? <laughs> to a certain extent, we can choose what we pay attention to. Now, I know this is shaped by how your body works and how your brain works. I have a friend who has a serious case. I actually have two friends who have serious cases of face blindness. They simply cannot remember faces no matter how hard they try. It doesn't matter how much they focus on it. It's just not going to happen for them. To a certain extent, what we're able to focus on will be shaped by who you are and how your body is unique. However, each one of us has some use of our senses and some way to pay attention or be mindful. I am reminded of this story. Once, two friends were walking down the sidewalk of a busy street during rush hour. There was all sorts of noise in the city. Car horns, feet shuffling, people talking, 
And amid the noise, one friend said to the other, I hear a cricket. No way, her friend responded. How could you possibly hear a cricket with all this noise? You must be imagining it. Besides, I've never seen a cricket in the city. No, really, I hear a cricket, and I'll show you. She stopped for a moment, listened, and then led her friend to a very large cement planter with a tree in it. Pushing back some of the leaves, she found a little brown cricket. That's amazing, said her friend. You must have, like, superhero hearing or something. What's your secret? No, my hearing's just the same as yours. There's no secret, the first woman said. Watch, I'll show you. She reached into her pocket, and she pulled out some loose change and threw it on the sidewalk. Amid all the noise of the city, everyone within 30 feet turned their head to see where the sound of the money was coming from. See, she said, it's all a matter of what you are listening for. When we are mindful, we are turning our attention to something and really noticing it. In this day when we are not so much predator or prey, using the practice of mindfulness can help us not only stay focused, not only calm down, it helps shape who we are. It comes down to this. What you pay attention to you, what you pay attention to shapes you, it affects you, it helps create you. Do you want to be the person who cannot hear the cricket but can hear a dime being dropped on the ground? Neither one is wrong and neither one is right. A practice of mindfulness will mean that you are choosing what to listen to and what to be attentive to. In the time for all ages, the queen did not think that she needed to pay attention to the impact of her action or inaction. And then eventually all hell broke out. It's important for us to be mindful about the world around us and it's also important for us to be mindful of our impact on the world around us. And something happens when you stop and pay attention. You slow down. You get out of your own mind. You deeply consider the other. And I think this leads to kindness and reverence, a deep regard of something else or someone else and even awe. Sharon Salzberg put it this way, we need mindfulness and kindness now more than ever, and the two are related. Paradoxically, many of us feel an increased sense of fragmentation and compartmentalization in our lives given the networked world we live in. The antidote to those feelings is mindfulness gathering our dispersed attention again and again, the practice of shepherding our attention back to the present, even an incalculable number of times, helps us find the power to be kind to ourselves. We can let go of our laundry list of work agenda items once we get home to be with our family members, even if our Google Calendar gives us a ping. We may be compelled to ruminate or obsess, but a commitment to mindfulness, to being pressure, to being present, is a gesture of kindness to ourselves. We react to our compulsions with compassion. We open up 
and feel a subtle movement of our hearts. When we really tune into our experience in each moment, the result is feeling a sense of connection between all of us. Not a connection that has anything to do with iMessaging or email, or, but something deep. That connection to something deep is reverence, and its partner is awe. That is something worth paying attention to. In a world without end, may this be so.